2: This is
3: Financial Issues Week in Review. Good morning. Welcome to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We have a lot to talk about today. But first, I just want to mention that there's so many different ways that you can catch us on Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, all of those ways. And if you really want to help us to grow organically, um, you can interact with us there, like us, share, make comments, and, um, you know, post things up on share share with your friends because we want to get in front of more like-minded people. So speaking of social media, we ran a uh, promotion at the end of the year on Instagram if you shared us um, a lot. And we have a winner, and we have a picture of our winner, and it's a really great picture. So Alan Delbin won the box of... F-I-S-M swag and you can see him there if you're watching that's a great picture so um, we're so excited for you Alan and we hope that you that you sport that um, swag all over the place and you get a chance to tell people about financial issues. So economic news oh I'm going to try to go fast because it was a lot. The first look at fourth quarter GDP came out. It is up 2.9% on an annualized basis, better than the 2.6% expected, but slower than the 3.2% rate from third quarter GDP. Um, So we had two negative quarters of GDP in the first and second quarters of 2022, followed by two positives. And so... Um, That would technically put us in a recession and technically out of a recession. But you're still still hearing a lot of talk of recession are really the what a recession looks and feels like, which is a slowing of the economy. So consumer spending slowed in the fourth quarter. It will be very, very interesting to see how Biden spends this data in his state of the Union address that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Last year, he was very, very excited about the 5.9% increase to GDP, which was really just a recovery of the economy after the pandemic slowdown and the economy grinded pretty much to a halt. But he took credit for it. We'll see if he takes credit for this slowing too. I'm sure he'll have a good scapegoat. So, consumer spending slowed in the fourth quarter. Real U.S. personal. Consumption expenditure in the United States grew by an annualized 2.1% in the fourth quarter, easing or coming down from a 2.3% growth rate in the previous period. Core PCE, which is one of the Fed's favorite numbers to look at, the core price index for personal consumption expenditures in the US, this number excludes food and energy, but it rose by an annualized 3.9% in the fourth quarter of 2022, easing from a red hot 4.7% gain in in the previous quarter. Analysts were expecting to see a little bit of a cooling at 4%, but it came in even lower than that. This is just more evidence that the Fed should take a breather. Um, Slow down on raising rates. They'll probably do 25 basis points anyway, but now's a good time to pause and let the data catch up. Durable goods orders also very strong not indicative of a recession yet, but it was up 5.6%. So durable orders in the U.S., um, that number measures the cost of orders received by manufacturers of goods meant to last three years or more. So that number soared 5.6% over the previous month in December, and it was the sharpest gain since July of 2020 when we were coming out of that pandemic. And it was more than double what the market was expecting at 2.5%. Transportation equipment up 4 out of the last 5 months is what drove the increase. If you exclude transportation, new orders actually decreased by 0.1%. But if you exclude um, if you exclude defense, new orders increased by 6.3%. So that's that's a lot there. So the big driver here was auto demand up 115%. So that's a huge number. Um, In jobless claims, we had 186,000 new uh, jobless claims for the uh, week ending the previous week, and that indicated that there is still relative strength in the job market. This jobless claims is a new cycle low since April of last year. Continuing claims came in at 1.675 million. So I hope the Fed doesn't get too hung up on these numbers. You know, they're they keep one of their justifications that they keep raising is that they are citing this very, very strong job market that really has been weakening. I talked about that earlier in the week, so I won't get down that rabbit trail today. But if you want to listen to that, you can go back and listen to, I believe it was Monday's show it's also earnings season. So far, corporate earnings have been mixed at best. So the GDP data, the numbers that we were looking at are really backward looking. That was for the fourth quarter. We are well into the first quarter of 2023. And now we're hearing uh, corporations report what they their performance from the fourth quarter. So they have been mixed at best. More than 19% of the S&P 500 companies have reported fourth quarter earnings. 68% of them posted stronger than expected earnings. That's pretty good. It's, it's good to do better than what you expected. But this beat rate, however, lags historical trends. The beat rate for the fourth quarter earnings is usually somewhere around 79%. So little bit of weakening uh, we're seeing in the economy in the housing market home buyers are coming back in So we got this number earlier this week, and this is really just kind of a recap of the weekly numbers for all of those folks that watch still on AFR. The only time they get to watch us, though, is on a Saturday. So if you're listening on AFR and you're listening on Saturday and you like what you hear, find us, find our phone app or find us on one of the other outlets or radio stations that carry the program so that you can get us every day live and learn how to be a good steward with all that God has given you. You. So, the home buyers are coming back in as we're seeing 30 year mortgage rates tick down to more acceptable levels. The new 30 year mortgage rate as of last week was 6.8 two percent so this has come down dramatically from the high that we saw back in October of 7 point one three percent which pretty much grounded the real estate market to a halt as you know new home buyers were used to seeing rates in the three to four percent range even as low as 2 point85 at the end of the twenty twenty one. So this was really a shock to them as the cost of owning a home went up dramatically. And it's, this is of course is tied to the Fed's increase to the Fed funds rate. Mortgage rates tend to follow that up. So I suspect that rates will mortgage rates will continue to come down. People will come back into the, the housing market. We've already seen a little bit of this happening as they adjust to the new normal in mortgage rates. And it's really not a new normal. I mean, this was pretty much the normal prior to about 10 to 15 years ago. We'll be back right after this short break.
1: FISM News is a conservative news source with a biblical worldview. With us, you get just the news grounded in truth. And now, with the new FISM TV app, it's even easier to take FISM News with you wherever you go so you're never behind on what's happening. Not only are FISM News articles updated regularly throughout the day, but you can now easily access and read them right from your smartphone. And with just a few taps, you can share stories with friends through messages, email, or social media. Also, you can conveniently watch or listen to The Daily Show on demand and even go back to see recent broadcasts. Coming soon, you'll be able to download the podcast version of the news for offline use. So go ahead and visit your app store, download the new FISM TV app, and start exploring this engaging, educational, Christ-centered content today.
0: People are talking a lot about healthcare these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of his people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament. Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It it, it has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of more than 150,000 members who are sharing over $13 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what
4: other members are saying, visit mysamaritanstory.org. Have you ever thought about banking with a credit union instead of a traditional bank?
5: Not really, but I think my parents have a credit union account.
4: Do you know the difference between a bank and a credit union? Mm, No. Banks are owned by stockholders, so they do their best to make profits for them. But credit unions are owned by their members, and the members see their profits through lower rates and higher interest on savings accounts. And at Christian Community Credit Union, Our mission is to help members and ministries become better stewards and achieve their financial goals. Our mobile and tablet apps provide easy, safe, and convenient banking. It's like banking at your fingertips 24-7. When you bank with us, you're banking with someone who shares your faith and values. To get started today, visit us online at mycccu.com. Christian Community Credit Union, your money building God's kingdom.
0: American Family Association President, Tim Wildman. Why does AFA exist? Well, we're here to inform, equip, and activate individuals and families to transform the culture. We want to make an impact on our country for Christ. That's the reason my dad, Don Wildman, started this ministry 40 plus years ago. Dad was concerned about the direction America was headed, and he was determined to do something about it. Maybe that describes you today. If it does, I want to strongly encourage you to consider a charitable gift annuity to American
3: Family Association Foundation. This will benefit you and it will ensure that we stay in the fight for a long, long time to come. That's the AFA
0: Foundation. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Now, back to Financial Issues Week in Review.
3: Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening in the economy, and the markets, and then we're going to get to some of your questions. Credit card debt is increasing with the consumer and delinquencies are increasing as consumers use up the padded savings account that they built up during all of the COVID handouts and uh, are, are coming back into a more normal environment. A new report from CreditCards.com that was released Monday shows 3 out of 4, or 72% of credit card debtors Thank added to their services, balances and over the last to year. I you know, realize a lot of people members. use credit cards because
0: they get the points and things ministries. like
6: that. Our but goal what they're saying here is make that financial balances, balances that, honor God. that
3: they hold and carry over are going
6: up. Finances. Even Christians
1: Nearly half or
3: 38% of the additional and the debt taken on was have. due to you're rising costs, while 34% saw their balances jerked due, due to rising to interest to rates. The, the other thing that happens today. is the cost to borrow money goes up as interest rates go up and um, exponentially with credit cards. In spite of all that, only 24% reported having a disruption in household income. So people are uh, still making the same amount of money, but their their debt is rising. So if you watched the show last week, and we hope that you did, you heard Seth talk about a biblical principle called living within your means. (laughs) It's really kind of a foreign concept to us uh, here in America in the days that we live in. It's uh, not a popular concept. You know, there's the prosperity gospel. There's the, you know, all of the rhetoric that says you deserve everything, you know, get whatever you want, Um forget this delayed gratification thing. If you want it now, get it now. Use your credit card. Um, there's all of these if you're shopping online, you see all of these things like affirm and some of the other things that say, you know, hey, you can get this now and you only have to pay a portion of it today. You know, and that it's a very tempting thing for people who, you know, our our eyes cause us <laughs> cause the lust of our flesh to increase all the time. So if we're always out there, there's not really any any good thing that can come from window shopping, you know, that just kind of, if we don't have the money, we shouldn't be out looking because our flesh is going to rise up over our spirit and our common sense so many times and cause us to do things that just are not prudent. So we hope if you didn't catch that last week that you'll go back and listen to to Seth talk about that. So we do prioritize live calls and we have one waiting right now, so we won't make John wait any longer. Hi, John. You're on financial issues.
2: Hi, Shannon. Thanks for taking my call. I have a Fidelity IRA that I've been giving to nonprofit churches. out of that. And now I've got my form, my tax form from Fidelity. And I'm wondering, I know you had said that it shows taxable amounts on it, but because they've been giving to a nonprofit, it's not taxable From what I followed your Dan and yours advice is that correct
3: yeah, so the the way that now first I have to say i'm an, I'm not a tax professional, so you definitely want to verify everything with your tax professional, but the way that you report a qualified charitable distribution or it's also called a qCD and you have to report it correctly or you'll end up paying taxes on it even though it was Uh, money that was given. So when you get your 1099 and you have to be 70 and a half folks to be able to do this. So, you know, if you're not quite 70 and a half, just put this on the list of things to do whenever you turn 70 and a half, if you have an IRA. So you can give directly from your IRA to a nonprofit organization, just like John said, and then you have to report that to the IRS so that They know that you don't have to pay taxes on that part that was distributed. So when you get your 1099 from your brokerage company, it's going to report everything that was distributed from the IRA. It's not going to make distinction um, about where it went, whether it went to your bank account, to a nonprofit, or anything else like that. That is your responsibility to report that to the IRS so that you don't have to pay taxes on the part that was given directly to nonprofits. So if I'm looking at the form right, the 2022 Form 1040, it's around line four. So 4A says, um, what does it say on your... 1099, basically, how much money was distributed from your IRA. So you put the total there, and then when you get all the way over to the right-hand side where it totals up all of your income, 4B says how much of it was taxable. So if your 1099 says $20,000 because $20,000 was distributed from your IRA, that number goes there, but in the taxable box, you put... Uh, the amount that was not given to ministry. So if you gave $10,000 of that $20,000, then you only put $10,000 in the part that is taxable. So it is your responsibility to document where it went. So most platforms will send you out. I know the platform that I'm on sends out a letter every time you make a distribution to Someone or some entity other than yourself, and it will list it out. It will say the dollar amount, it will say the name of the ministry or the name of the nonprofit, and the address where it went and the date. So that's very important just to keep for your own tax records in case you ever get audited by one of these new 87,000 IRS agents that are looking for people who are not paying the right amount of taxes. So um, make sure that you keep good records for that. Now, if you don't do your own taxes, it's very, very important that you notify your tax professional that you have done these chari- these qualified charitable distributions because if you only turn in your 1099, your tax preparer is not going to have any idea where that money went. They're only going to see how much money came out. So you may want to provide these uh, these documents to them to show that some of the money that was distributed went to nonprofit organizations and just make sure just ask them the question make sure that they understand how a QCD works most of them do i mean it's um, it's not a thing that's that's really widely talked about outside of our program our, I, I don't hear it talked about too much but um, it's it's a great benefit and hopefully the government will never take that away
2: right well that's that's great got that, so the, that form is on the the 1040. It's not on what the company sends you. Uh, they're 1099. It's on the 20, uh, 1040 where you you show that as non-taxable.
3: Yep, around line four. So it's going to ask you what was the total distributed and then how much of that was taxable.
2: Great. We got it. Well, thank you so much. My tax right. man, he said, I don't know. It sounds like you know what you're talking about. Oh, goodness. Again, and you said it, so.
3: Well, good. Maybe, you know, use that as a witnessing opportunity, right? I mean, it's um, it's it's always a good thing. You know, the, the scripture says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing so we don't brag about our giving. But, you know, I can say that when you see somebody's tax return, <laughs> uh, you really get a glimpse into their heart, and that can be a testimony for whoever's preparing your taxes.
2: Great. Well, thank you for your help. Appreciate it. God bless you. All right.
3: God bless you. Thanks for calling, John. We have Helen calling from Texas. Hi, Helen.
6: Hi there. Did you say Helen?
3: Helen, I did.
6: Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, A particular bank has significantly better CD rates and lesser penalties than our credit union. But would you... I'm just remembering Dan said he was leery, really leery of banks. So just wondering... Would there be a reason to avoid a bank CD, even if it's a lot better rates?
3: Yeah. So what happens is that institutions, banks, credit unions do it, online, uh, brokered CDs do it. If you see a rate that's much higher, as long as it's an FDI-suring rate it's insured uh, institution, it's probably fine. But here are the pitfalls of doing that. They will... Offer these higher rates in order to attract deposits so it's probably not something a trend that they're going to continue to sustain you know they'll offer a great introductory rate but then whenever you renew it'll just kind of be what everybody else is paying or, or maybe even a little bit less so what happens is that you're you're back shopping you're back shopping for CDs and you know for a lot of people that I've talked to in the past it can consume a lot of your time, especially if you're getting the short-term CDs. You know, you may it, it, you may be shopping for CD rates for two to four weeks before yours comes due so that you can get the best CD rate. And then, you know, if it's a short-term rate, then you're back at it just a, a short time later. So I'm more of a fan of of sticking to where you feel comfortable doing your banking. Because, you know, first you have to open an account there and then, you know, then you're going to, um, you know that can be a tedious process so you may be moving your money around all the time and when you get things spread out like that it also kind of creates a little bit of a challenge for your heirs you know so when you get to go home and be with the Lord somebody's got to come in and consolidate all of your assets and if there's lots of different places to go it um, there's a possibility that something can get overlooked you know especially if you don't keep good records or um, you know, leave a, a, I always think it's a good idea to leave a binder for whoever's going to um, step into the role of leadership You know, when you get to go home to be with the Lord. So another option to that is to use your brokerage account to shop for CDs. That's a much easier method to do it. So if you have brokerage account, you can uh, most of the time you can go in and you can shop CD rates from all across the country. So you can see what they are. If you're building a a CD portfolio, like trying to ladder some CDs, uh, it makes it very easy to do. You get notification. You get to do all of your shopping in one place. You get to do all of your uh, renewals and your your placement of that money in uh, one place. And that makes it very easy.
6: Very good. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well thank you so much.
3: All right, thanks for calling Helen. We appreciate that. You bet. Thank That's a uh, great information for everyone out there listening and I know probably so many of you can relate as you're, you know, always shopping for that best rate. <laughs> All right. We got anything else?
0: Now, this is John on the website. He's saying, 66 years old will retire the beginning of this coming September 2023. Uh, I've been mostly a mutual fund investor considering your Timothy asset allocation model. I'm attracted to some of the foundational stock recommendations. Would it be sound to invest in some of both? What do you think, Shanna?
3: Well, I think some of the – well, I know that some of the Timothy funds and ETFs are in the investment model. But you really need to pick and choose between the two. Um if you do mutual funds which Timothy is a great company to to hire to do your your fund investing but whenever you buy a mutual fund, you're uh, you're hiring a set of managers to pick and choose your investments for you. So they're going to do a great job in doing that. So then if you're on the other side and you're adding individual companies, there's a good possibility that you're going to get over concentrated in any one particular position. So I think you should really make a decision. Do you want a more hands-on approach where you pick your own companies or do you want a little bit of a hands-off approach and allow Timothy to do a great job doing That for you. Well, folks, we're gonna take a short break and then we'll be back for a little bit more financial issues.
7: I pray that in these trying times that I can lead him in a way that I know will leave a godly imprint on his heart forever. And And to
3: show her how to live a life that is pure. I want her to understand how precious life is and to to take
6: take care care. of his body to eat right and exercise and understand
5: that his body is a temple temple of of God. god
2: i pray that our family will love jesus read his word daily and obey his teaching the values that we share
0: should guide us in the way that we invest Make sure that you are investing in companies whose policies and practices align with pro-life, pro-family values. Visit thetimothyplan.com or call for more information. Advance the kingdom in the way that you invest. Securities offered through GA REPL and Company, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only, and do not necessarily represent those of GA REPL or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan.
3: Welcome back to Financial Issues. Let's get right back to the phones. We've got David calling from Texas. Hi, David.
8: Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. Um, looking at your new uh, item on a buy list, uh, I think you get, had the symbol of FP26, FP31. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a simple question, Should since uh, FP26 is paying 2.43%, FP31 is staying 5.5%, should I swap, sell FP26 and buy FP31? Uh, it
3: really depends on on where you are, where you bought the first one. Um, my initial thought would be no. I mean, as long as you, you are allocated properly, you're not overweighted in the one that you already have. It's not, when we add something new to the buy list, it's it usually doesn't mean that you need to get rid of what you have and replace it with that. So it is a long-term strategy. We're encouraging when you purchase things that you want to hold it for as long as you can. So if you have maybe too much of it and you know you can get out of it fairly decently, you could do that. The, the problem or the – not problem, but the challenge with the new one that's on the list is that it is per- perpetually callable like most um, – most preferreds that are out there right now. So it could be called away at any time. So um, I would imagine that you're probably at least break even if you've held the one that you have for a a good amount of time, even though it may be down a little bit from where you got it. But um, going forward, the the yield is better, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you have to switch. If you have room in that particular sector, you could just, with new money, add the new one to it.
8: No, no. Yeah, I'm up two percent, and no, I'm I'm full of that. i was just curious if it's worth it to. I mean, it doubles the dividend, but.
3: Are you an income investor?
8: I, I'm sorry. Yes, income investor.
3: Okay, um, yeah, you could certainly look at it. Did I hear you say that you're up in the position?
8: Yes, I just over two percent. Yes.
3: OK, so that would that would maybe make me change my mind just a little bit and say that it's probably OK to go ahead and and do that. So um, it, this is not, you know, a blanket endorsement for everyone out there to switch from one to the other. So I'm just to be clear, I'm just speaking to David in Texas.
8: OK, So all right. Thank you.
3: All right. Thanks, David.
8: Thanks, thanks for all you do. Bye bye.
3: You're welcome. We've got Billy. Billy is calling from Georgia. Hi, Billy.
8: Hi, good morning, Shana. Thank you for uh, your ministry and good to have you back. I've got a clarifying question. On the 65 to retirement allocation model, you know, there's a lot of ETFs and um, mutual fund in that uh, model. Would you recommend reinvesting the dividends?
3: Now, did you say that you're following the mutual fund strategy or the investment strategy?
8: The investment strategy, is 65 to retirement.
3: Okay, so, so there are a few ETFs and mutual funds in that. So are you asking specifically right. if you should reinvest the dividends in those? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I would.
8: Oh, Okay. Football. Just ETF. in the funds
3: and the ETFs, not the individual stocks.
8: Right. Just for the ETFs and the mutual funds, right? Yes. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Great.
3: All right. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy's calling from Florida. Hi, Kathy.
6: Hi, Shanna. I was searching online for the best savings rate, and I came across something called Save Better, uh, which isn't the bank itself, but it's like a third party that manages the money, and they keep the money in in a regular bank but their um, rate is higher. I, I just didn't know if that was safe. Um, do you know what I'm talking about?
3: I've not heard of that particular um, site or, or investment, but are you talking about money that is just your short-term money, your emergency money, or part of your portfolio
6: money? Um, long-term savings, yeah, as part of the portfolio, of just a savings account. Um, and they they give about five banks. One is one that I was familiar with in Florida, and um, but but the, it's managed through this other company. The bank itself uh, just holds the money for them.
3: Yeah, you know, I've uh, over the years I've seen a lot of people waste a lot of time looking for short term rates, and the the problem with that is that they're short term rates and that they change all the time. So you know. I'm a fan. If it's just short-term money, your short-term money, the main goal there is for preservation. So you want to make sure that you have it somewhere that is safe, um, somewhere where the the value is not going to fluctuate. If you if you need it, so, um, you know, you can. If you're always looking for the the best short-term rate, you're going to be moving the money a lot. And what you have to look at at the end of the day is. How much is my time worth? You know, if I'm spending all of this time looking for, a, you know, a few basis points extra on my on my cash, what if I could have used that time to, to do something different? You know, so it all depends on how much time you want to spend looking for it. For short-term money, I would get the best yield that you can without spending a lot of time or effort going into it. The other thing is that you have to look at what are the restrictions? You know, is it... Um, you know, do you have to leave it there a certain amount of time? Um, you know, there's there's not really any businesses out there or plans out there that really do something for nothing, and so you have to look at what the trade off is.
6: Okay. Okay. Thanks so much for your help.
3: All right, Kathy. Thanks for calling. Well, Seth. Let's get to some of those. Uh, I think we've got some social stuff. yeah, we do
0: here, Shanna. Let's get to a couple of these here. Uh, Tracy, he's just given us some encouragement about the upcoming retreat. It's great words here, and I'd encourage you all to come to the retreat this year. It's going to be fun
3: yeah it is and that reminds me you know we have if you would like to donate maybe if you can't go to the retreat but maybe you've been in the past or you think it's a really good thing to do you could consider sponsoring somebody to go a an active military or a first responder and you can do that by just contacting Pat at financial issues you can send her an email and just let her know that you're in and she can help you with how to make that donation and since we we do have some of those sponsorships available if you are a first responder or active military you can also contact Pat and tell her that you would like to be considered for a uh, a sponsorship to go to the retreat so the retreat is at the Billy Graham Training Center in at the Cove in North Carolina it is a beautiful peaceful place it is truly an anointed place. It's um, a little disconnected so from the rest of the world. It helps us uh, to really get a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like as we interact with believers, with brothers and sisters, and we just retreat and fix our eyes on Jesus. So I encourage you to go to our webpage, financialissues.org, and you can find out more about the retreat there. Our keynote speaker is going to be Tony Perkins with Washington Watch. I'll also be speaking, and we'll have Marty Getz who will be leading us in worship. So it's a it's a great thing. I hope that you will consider going. I look forward to meeting as many of you as possible there, and we're also going to have a memorial service for Dan in the chapel there at the Cove. So check that out.
0: Awesome, Shanna. I think we have time to get to an Ask Shanna question here before the end. Here's a great comment, actually. This isn't a question. David is saying, Shanna, not a question, but my response to your alert that was issued last week on the 18th. Three action items are powerful. I will read them again to digest what you said. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on what matters near and dear to us. Have a great day. I'm 65. I agree, Shanna. I love what you said. It was a perfect uh, way to get our hearts right before looking at the three for 23.
3: So, cool stuff. It was uh a... it was a process coming up with that, and so you know we have a lo- we had a lot of work before us as um, Dean passed into glory last year, very unexpectedly, and the Lord was faithful. He led us through all of that, although our hearts still miss him dearly <laughs> on a daily basis. I think um, the Lord has remained faithful, and He has given us the tools that we need to continue the ministry and to equip His people in being a good steward. So in investing biblically responsibly, we're sticking to that very, very strongly. We will not waver on that as we look for investments. I think it's going to become harder and harder in a country that is becoming woker and woker. <laughs> I know that's not good English, but it just is absurd as the concept itself. But it's going to become harder and harder to do that as you know laws change and hopefully... Hopefully, America will have a rendering of our hearts, that our hearts will turn back to Christ, to the principles that, the, that, the, that this country was founded upon, and that we'll be able to save the next generation, that we'll be able to convince them that what is important is what God says about everything, about money, about stewardship, about marriage, about family, about gender identity, about... Governance and all of those things, because the scripture is not silent there. If you want to know what the creator of the universe has to say about all those things, it's very, very easy to find in today's world of technology where everything is at our fingertips. We really have no excuse. And, you know, I tell you, there is going to be a test one day, there's going to be an exit interview. A hundred percent of people born, well, almost 100%. I guess there's those those, uh, few examples of those that were just taken up. But almost 100% of of every person that lives dies. And there's always a test on the other side. So we want to help you be faithful and be found a good steward. Well, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with more financial issues. Did you know that an average 1.2 million babies are aborted each year? Listen, we have an opportunity at Financial Issues to change that, and we're doing it. Tens of thousands of lives have been saved because of Financial Issues listeners just like you. For $140, you could save the lives of five babies. All $140 goes to the Pregnancy Center to sponsor ultrasounds. 80% 80% of the time, these ultrasounds will change the mind of a young lady that is considering abortion to choose life. Would you join us in the fight against the atrocity of abortion? I hope that you'll go to preborn.org or call pound 250. The keyword word is baby when you're asked. Preborn.org. That's preborn.org.
5: All throughout the red light district in India, women are trapped in a cycle of survival through prostitution. But they're not alone. Their children are there, hiding in back alleys, under a bed, or asleep in a room not far from the drugs and brothels outside. Five million of these children are trapped in the red light districts of India, at a high risk of being abused or used in the trade themselves. But India Partners has made a way for you to rescue these children and relocate them to a safe, clean home in a safe neighborhood where not only their physical needs will be provided for, but they'll be introduced to the love of Jesus. And hopefully, with these resources, both the child and their mother can escape the sex trade and start a new life outside the red light district. Just $62 will provide a week of safety for one of these children and $275 will provide for a whole month. Visit indiapartners.org to see how you Your gift can reach into the Red Light District and provide days of safety for one of these five million children.
7: I'm excited to let you know of some great news. My name is Tim Bassanio and I'm the host of a new and exciting and biblically based show about men doing good. That's right. The show is called Good Guys Doing Good. I travel all over the country meeting good guys that love the Lord, and they're called according to his purpose. Tune in for this week's episode this Wednesday, and make sure that you go to FISM.tv slash goodguys to stream the entire season. Go to FISM.tv slash goodguys.
6: I would like to thank you very much for giving me the impetus to consolidate my portfolio into one advisor.
8: At
0: Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries, our goal is to help Christians make financial decisions that honor
4: God.
6: Everything fell into place. I felt so much peace and the consistent ethic. There is a certain contentment that everything will be fine.
0: Go to financialissues.org and become a partner today. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this program do not necessarily represent the opinions of the station or any of the program sponsors. Additionally, all products or services offered by the program sponsors may not be known by the program.
3: Welcome back to Financial Issues. I hope you heard that little plug there for the good guys. That is some original content that was produced by our very talented team here at Financial Issues. Issues. So we do more here at the ministry than just this program. We hope that you'll check it out. The only way that you can see that is to go to fism.tv or get our phone app and check out The Good Guys Doing Good. It is really, it really highlights godly men doing manly things to help spread the gospel. So we hope that you'll check that out. Well, let's get right to our calls. We've got Linda calling from Louisiana. Hi, Linda.
6: Hi. Hi, Shanna. Thank you for all you do. I'd I'd like to know uh, what to do with some cash that I have on the sideline in an income portfolio. I have um, three ETFs and um, two utilities, and and that's all I had. I had to sell some That's Those are all the sectors that you have? Yes, ma'am.
3: Okay. So what I would do is I would look at – do you use the tracker –
6: No, ma'am, I haven't done that yet. Okay.
3: Man, that is a great... Tool. If you go on there, it's it's pretty easy. You have to do a little bit of prep work. You have to put in your positions. You don't have to put in the cost basis and all that. I don't use the tracker for performance tracking, only for asset allocation tracking. But if you get you can get the information right from your brokerage statement or you know from your from your brokerage screen, you just put in how many shares you have, the symbol, and then it adds up everything. It's going to show you what percentage you have in each company. And then when you click the output button, it's going to give you a bar chart. It's going to show you where your target is for the model that you're following and where you are. So you're going to be able to tell within a quick glance where that cash needs to go. But if those are the only two sectors that you have right now, I would focus on adding to some of the other sectors before, you know, once you get the data into that tracker, you may find out that you're overweighted in some of those. So I'd hate to tell you to put more money toward them right now.
6: I see. I see. All right. That helps. Thank you very much.
3: Okay. Great. Thanks, Linda. Let's go to Minda. Minda's calling from Georgia. Hi, Minda.
6: Hey, Shanna. Um, On the question that you answered greatly earlier, um, I have one more uh, slant to the question. If you are, if you're, and I have a second part that I thought about. If your growth stocks are not already in the Roth, they're in my regular uh, qualified IRA, should I move them into the Roth? And also, if all of my stocks are in a regular IRA, should I move some of them out? So what you're going to do is, if you can handle paying
3: the taxes on or whatever you can handle paying the taxes on, it's a good idea to move those out. It's really easy to do it. You just kind of contact wherever your assets are being held, whatever brokerage firm, and you can ask, how do I move these stocks in kind? And the ones that I would focus on would be the ones that are down the most because whenever, on the day that you move them, you pay taxes on whatever the value is when it comes out of the account. So let's just say that you invested $10,000 in one particular stock and it's down 50%. So you move that $5,000 worth of that stock into your Roth account, you pay taxes on $5,000. Then it has the opportunity to come back in that Roth account. So you you kind of want to it ends up being a multi-year process for most most people as you're trying to manage your, your tax bracket. So, I mean, I wouldn't delay any longer. I just don't know how much longer we're going to be able to see these kinds of tax rates. But um, you can move in-kind your stocks from one to the other.
6: And so you would pay taxes if you move it into the Roth. But if you're way down in the stock, that might help your tax lives too, you tax-wise, too.
3: It does, because you only, you know, if you have... Ten thousand dollars worth of a, a stock that you bought, and it's temporarily down, and you move it, you don't you don't pay taxes on the ten thousand that you paid for it. You pay it on what it's worth, and then it's okay. able to to recover somewhere else.
6: All right, thank you, Shanna. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks, Minda. We appreciate you. Minda's a longtime partner, and she's she's so active with the ministry and stays in contact with us all the time, and we we really appreciate that. We we value that.
6: Ditto, Minda. Thank you. So Thank you. Y'all add much value to my life. God bless all of you. Thank you so much.
3: Thanks, Minda. All right. Well, um, you heard us mention some of the other things that we do here at the ministry. And one other thing that we do here at the ministry is help you study the Word of God. So it's important before you can apply the Word of God, you've got to know what it says. So if you want to join our Bible study, it happens every Friday morning. It's early. It's early. a.m. Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. Seth always does such a great job of bringing us the Word and teaching through that on a verse-by-verse basis, just like Dan used to do whenever he was heading it up. So we also want to remind you that we have a retreat coming up in April, the Financial Issues Retreat. It is not a financial uh, conference, but an old-fashioned retreat where we get together with the body of Christ and worship. Worship's going to be led by Marty Goetz. We're going to hear from Tony Perkins with Washington Watch, and I'll be speaking a little bit as well. On our FISM news site, yes, we do News too every weekday night at 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, which you can catch on the phone app, YouTube, and some of the other great social media outlets. But there is also an article uh, you can check the site throughout the day to keep up with all of the news from a biblical perspective. And we do some special features about things that are going on, but we give you the spiritual application as well. There's a great article right now on the site about the doomsday clock inching closer to midnight. So if you don't know, the doomsday clock is a symbolic timepiece that shows how close the world is to ending. Now wait. Don't you know, Shanna, that Jesus said that not even the sun knows when the end is? Yes, that's true, but it doesn't keep men from trying to figure it out. So um, it's interesting to see that midnight marks the theoretical point of annihilation for the earth. Apocalyptic threats could arise from political tensions, weapons, technology, climate change, or pandemic illness. The hands of the clock are moved closer or further away from the midnight uh, based on the scientist reading of existential threats at a particular time. So they're definitely on to something, which we all know as Christians who read our Bible, sounds a lot like what Jesus said about the end times, wars and rumors of wars and sickness and pestilence and famine and drought and the love of many growing cold. Does all of that sound familiar? Calling what is wrong right and calling what is right wrong sounds eerily familiar to what Jesus said the end times would look like. But we're not just going to give you the bad news in this story, and I won't spoil it for you, but to hear the rest of the story and get the good news found at the end of this very troubling headline, go visit fism.tv. And check it out. Uh, I'm sure Seth or somebody can get the the link posted in social media right to that article. If you're if you're following along with us right there, and we hope that you will share that information with others because. There's so much anxiety happening out in the world. You know, people are concerned about the Great Reset and, you know, wars and the threat of nuclear wars and all of the erosions of our freedoms here in this country. And if we have our eyes focused on the world, it's very easy to have a lot of anxiety and to wonder what we do. But the answers are all in the scriptures. You know, they tell us exactly how to handle anxiety. In fact, Jesus gives us this almost impossible task of not being anxious for anything. So, our hearts here at this ministry is to teach the church how to be good stewards while we wait for the return of our master. You know, to be a good steward, we must be about the work of the master when he returns. Jesus told us that too. It reminds me of a scene from the movie, The Titanic, (laughs) that comes, what comes to mind is that I see three groups of people, the passengers on a sinking ship, not having a clue of what to do. Some lived and some died. That reminds me of the world, the orchestra who played a soothing and distracting tune to lull and distract the passengers into a false sense of security while they were on a sinking ship. Jesus warns us about that too. He says, don't be distracted. Keep your eyes focused on me. And then there were the workers who worked diligently, getting the passengers into lifeboats so that they could live. Let's be the workers who are throwing out a lifeline to a dying world. Let's use all of the resources that the Lord has given us, our time, our talent, and our treasure to share life-saving information with a dying world. We have to remember, we tell you this at the end of every show, everything we have belongs to the Lord. Time is getting short. Even secular scientists know that. The master, but this is the good news that they don't tell you, the master's coming back. When he returns, it is our goal to help you be found a good and faithful steward using what he's given you to do His work.
2: If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.